What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Deconstructing. I am one of your hosts, Curtis Cooper, and I am joined by the illuminating Delaney Harris. Stell, what's up? I am doing good. How about yourself? Oh, that's it's, it's funny because we have conversations like right before we yeah. record every time. And this is like the third time we've asked each other how we're doing. It is, yes. <laughs> but we got to tell the good people, and I am doing great. The New Year's resolutions are holding strong so far, so we'll see. We'll see how far that goes. Good, awesome. That's that's good news. I feel like sometimes those fizzle out fast, so it's good they're going strong. Not when you stay mindful, they don't. That's true. What about you, Dill? How are you? I am doing okay. Um, I mentioned to you before we started recording. I have to take my dog to the vet like right after this because I found a tumor on her side and I'm really no. concerned. I know she and I are like inseparable. And so, She's yeah. She's such a little snoot. She is, um, but we'll see how, we'll see how it goes. Well, everybody in the deconstructing fam will send prayers up for the doggo or good vibes if prayers aren't your thing. Thank you. Yes, prayers are my thing. So I appreciate prayers are my thing as well. Yes, I appreciate both though. So But Dell, what in the heck are we talking about today? Because we're on kind of a string of Dell topics. Oh, are we? I think we are. Okay. So was this one of mine? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. So today we're talking about identity versus characteristics. And so um, when I thought of this topic, I guess I did think of it because it does sound familiar. (laughs) (laughs) When I was thinking about this topic that Curtis came up with. (laughs) As I was thinking about this, I kind of often I've noticed within myself and others too, that we blame a lot of our quirks on on our identity. Like that's just who I am instead of taking ownership. And so today we're differentiating our identity versus our characteristics and what makes us who we are and what are just little quirks that we have. Kind of like what we're responsible for as opposed to what is intrinsic to us. There you go, exactly. Hashtag that's just the way I am. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Those dang millennials won't take responsibility for anything these days. (laughs) Are you more? Okay, so, huh? Oh, I mean, Technically, depending on who you ask, I was born the year of our Lord, 1996. So I think by some metrics I am and some I'm Gen Z, but uh, culturally, I don't really understand Gen Z and slash fear them. So there's that. Fair enough. What about you? I'm Gen Z. I am the first year of official Gen Z, which is great because like everybody I date is a millennial because um, I'm the oldest of the Gen Zs. And so it's so much fun (laughs) to make fun of them for being a different generation. You old man. Old men, yes. Dell exclusively dates old men. You heard it here first. (laughs) Okay, so Dell, what would, I want to start off with you. What would be an example of a characteristic that you have that might not even necessarily be good or bad, but something that you consider a characteristic as opposed to a part of your identity? What do I have that I would consider to be a characteristic and not my identity? Is that what you're asking? Yes. Okay. So, um, okay. So one of them that actually was pointed out to me yesterday is um, when I tell a story, I tend to tell it over and over and over again without realizing it. And 
I, in the past, been told, well, that's just who you are. But truthfully, it's not who I am. It's just it happens that I happen to forget. And I could sit here and excuse myself, but in reality, I would like to be more of an interesting person and not tell the same story over and over again. And that kind of goes back to what you were saying at the beginning of the episode about being mindful and knowing mm-hmm. when I've said something when I haven't. Um, something else is I tend to blow things off, which I think is actually kind of interesting because it's mm-hmm. kind of an in-between ground because yes, it's a little quirk I have where I just kind of blow things off, but it's also written into my, I think into my personality deeply in that um, when it comes to anything since I was, since the day I was born, honestly, I've always just been like super laid back and super, super, just like go with the flow mm-hmm. where my mother was concerned with for me as a child. <laughs> and so <laughs> just like, she just kind of walks and does whatever she wants. Right. <laughs> and so um, while I think that's good that I have that personality trait, there have been times and um, continue to be times in which I let something, just, I blow it off like it's not a big deal, but to someone else, it was a big deal. And now that I've blown it off, they're hurt because I've blown it off. And so that's something I have to watch because it's both a quirk and it's part of my identity. And so there's that. Okay, let, me, let yeah. me ask this question. Go for as it. As I'm still figuring out the criteria for all of this, would it be fair to say that characteristics might even be symptomatic of some core aspect of yourself. Mm, Can you elaborate a little bit? Like, for example, um, I have the characteristic of being very uh, methodical with a lot of elements of my life. Like with my workout slash meal plan, like I do, I try to do the same things every day and that structure helps me stick to programs. Okay. And that would be kind of, um, that would be kind of a characteristic, but it is the root cause of that is more like, oh, I am a very goal oriented person. Mm. And that's not something that I can necessarily change within myself easily. Right. Because I am achievement oriented. And I love checking things off of a box. Okay. Interesting. Thoughts. Okay. So are you, let me just clarify so that I understand fully. Are you, what you're saying is that sometimes you have like a characteristic that's like deeply ingrained into who you are? Well, like a characteristic that is kind of, um, that can be traced back to a (gasps) core attribute. Like it's, yeah. uh, like it's ru- okay. Yeah. I like it's like, it's, it's one of, it's, it's kind of a root growing out of like the greater tree. Mm, okay. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's a really good point. I'd never even considered that. That's an excellent point. I think that a lot of people have that and probably everybody. I'm trying to think of one I might have. Um, hmm. Let me think. I don't, I can't, nothing come to mind, but I definitely 100% think that that is a thing for sure. Um, you mentioned being methodical and that is rooted in a lot of your other um, personality. What other things do you have that are like that? Um, characteristics that are rooted back into personality? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So I think that, all right, we're going to do, we're going to do some live action introspection with me now. I'm about to, I mean, to me, the, like this is 
this is not going to sound like super big. I mean, to everyone else, it's not going to sound super big. But to me, this is kind of like a little bit vulnerable to admit, which is fine. I don't mind talking about it. Um, I think that the way I go about consuming media is very, very like emblematic of like my achievement oriented personality because um video games people play them for different reasons right yeah um from an outside perspective one be like oh you play video games to have fun which is fair which i do video games are a passion of mine but i think more than that the types of video games i play are for the achievement and for kind of the discipline of like okay you go through this set of tasks so that you you can ultimately finish it and check it off of a box. And that feels amazing to me. Okay. For example, like there's like online games, right? To where like you just play with your friends and you never quote unquote finish the game. To me, that holds absolutely no appeal. I see no point in doing that. Because to me, it's like, oh, like why would I be quote unquote spending my time on something that I can't completely achieve and finish Mm. and same thing with tv shows movies like i think that's the reason why the only movies i pretty much watch are like part of series Mm. because oh i checked off the most recent edition in like a marvel or a star wars Mm. and i am up to date quote unquote on that so that i can check that off my list whereas like if some if someone tells me oh this one-off movie like looks pretty good I'm like eh, don't care because mm. it's not part of that overall like narrative within me um oh. so I think that something I've been focusing on recently is not trying to consume as much media to fill that checklist but to truly like when I want to have fun and chill do what I feel like doing as opposed to like feeling the need of like, okay, okay, here's another thing. I love like playing games that come out in the year that I'm currently in because then I rank all of them. And then I talk to everybody about my game of the year. So I feel, I, I put this internal pressure on myself. Okay, don't play as many old games, play new games so you can talk about them and be part of the conversation. So then sometimes I found myself wanting to play an older game, but like pushing myself to play a new game because I want to add to that list as opposed to just, hey, play games because they're fun. Right. And so that's a really long, windy answer. But like TV shows are the same way. Um, There are TV shows on my list that I want to watch. But um And I think I gravitate towards TV shows more than movies because there's a bunch of little things to check off of a list being episodes. Got you. What are are all your thoughts on all that from what you know about? Okay, so I'm going to delve a little bit more personal into it. Please do. Do you think it might be traced any kind of like, like maybe like OCD or sub OCD kind of a mentality? Hmm. Um. I don't think so. Okay. I think it's more just like, um, like I said, enjoying being achievement oriented. Yeah. Because okay. like, there's nothing, I've never felt straight compulsion to do that. 
Okay. So and I think that's an important that's an important element to OCD is the compulsive right. aspect right. of it. Yeah, I've never been obsessive. like I've never been like, oh, I have to do this or I have to do that. It's like, no, like I find myself naturally gravitating towards doing it this way, as opposed to like sitting there playing like an old game and then like starting like fidgeting or something like, oh, I gotta turn on a new game. Mm. No, it's not like that. Okay. Um in fact, like I've recently uh, in the past like six months like played a lot of games that like aren't necessarily part of like my to-do list but like I feel like playing this game so I'm going to follow that sense of intuition and play it and I've had an amazing time playing these games mm. so I think even within the last like six months I've experienced some growth with this and something else I want to touch on with like the overall topic of this podcast is I think that like internal identity things um those things can't necessarily be changed like i can never change quote unquote the fact that i'm achievement oriented but i can grow that area of my life Mm -hmm. and be mindful about it and use the fact that i'm achievement oriented to kind of change or grow characteristics right so, so what are some oh, characteristics that you'd want to grow from that um, achievement-oriented mindset? Oh, I think the, what, the most beneficial part of being achievement-oriented is uh, um, you can use it to push your boundaries. Mm, okay. Because like, oh, if I want to achieve something new, it's like, oh, okay. I don't mind putting that in the category of push boundaries, so I'm going to get it done. As right. opposed to like putting it off or something. Okay. Fair enough. Wow. All right. So what about you? What is a core piece of your identity that you see manifest in characteristics? Um, I think um, I am a very organized person, a very organized person. And I think that's a, a core part of who I was. And I say it's a core, core part of who I was because it wasn't, I wasn't always like that as a child. Mm-hmm. I was disorganized, even up until like my second year of college, like my life, my room, everything was an absolute mess, even my car. But something just like clicked in me one day. And I really like delved down deep within myself to try to figure out how can I be like organized in every aspect of my life? To the point where like Excuse now, me. are you good? All right, coughing. <laughs> not, not COVID though, right? You, you're vaccinated and boosted, so you're good. Oh, no, I swallowed water down the wrong tube. I'm going to mute myself. You Go for it. I will talk while you cough. <laughs> so I have, um, what was I talking about? Oh, being organized. So even like, like down to like my closet, my wardrobe, it's like almost, it's kind of obsessive to be honest, to the point like if I throw, like if I go out to a restaurant and I get back in my car, like with a Starbucks cup or something, and I know that the little like thing you stick in the lid to make it so the hot air doesn't escape from the drink if that's in my car like I will know it's in my car because like sitting here with you right now I'm in my room um, recording this and I can tell you exactly how many pieces of garbage are in my car right now and I think that comes out in a lot of ways like outside of just like the core of who I am I noticed that like even like when I'm on vacations or with my friends I have like a checklist in my head of like certain conversations I want to have with certain people or certain people I want to talk to at a party. Um, especially if it's like somewhere that I know a lot of people, 
um, like I'll walk in, I'll make a list of like who I want to see and who I want to speak to and who I, and of course I want to talk to everybody, but they will not, of course, there's some people I just don't want to talk to, <laughs> but for the most part, there's like a good, I guess, like set, like agenda in my mind with everything, everything. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's kind of a core of who I um, am. So, yeah. I am back from the dead. Good timing, because I just had things <laughs> to say. Nice. So, um, I love that this has kind of evolved into us talking about how freaking weird we both are. Yes, right. And how how we uh, how we think of like completely normal things like socializing and playing games or like watching TV as like, oh, this is what's going on in our minds while we do this. Right. But I mean. I do, I definitely like think of social things like you do in like kind of a hierarchical way sometimes too. Cause like, I, you know, about I used to put my friends in tier lists. Right. I remember that. Yes. <laughs> and uh, it took a little uh, self <laughs> Sorry. You're good. Gosh, freaking water. I know, right? <laughs> it's dangerous. Killer stay away from it no don't really stay away from it we'll do we'll do a whole episode about water and how good it is <laughs> that would be interesting we can fill up the time we can fill up the time yes um what was i saying you were talking about um water but before that uh what, what, what were you talking about i was talking about how we both oh yeah no uh, tears yeah, I used to put my friends in a tier system and then realized how objectifying that was. I and never thought about it, but yeah, I guess Don't it is. rank people. <laughs> Not a good idea. Even if it's an internal ranking system. Like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Just be like, okay, here's my best friends, here's my good friends. Bam, done. Yeah. Yeah. I get, so on ranking people, I remember being in college and I had a guy friend tell me... Um, he was telling me about the, he was telling me about the most attractive woman he'd ever known, and that's what he called her. And she's someone from high school. And then he whipped out his phone. He's like, "Do you want to see the list of like of uh, the top ten most attractive people I've met?" And I said, "Um, no." He's like, "You're on it." And I was like, "Um, even more so, no." Like, what? <laughs> All right, that sucks. Yeah. And uh, if anyone's listening and they've ever done that, go delete that from your phone right now. Yeah. Well, he's a really good that, person, but um, that blows. And we're really good friends to this day, but I, at the same time, I was like, wow, wow. And that sucks. Yeah. I would not be friends with that person, unless I already am. Yes, you are, but that's okay. Frick. <laughs> Enough to talk to him. We're young. Remember, we're 18 years old. Times have changed. We've grown. You better delete that list, though. <laughs> I'm going to find him. <laughs> But I can I can I can safely say that I've never done that though. Look at me being all self righteous. Fair enough. Um, I have never done that either. I don't think. Um, nope. I don't think I ever have. That's good. Look at us. I just kind of think of people as binary, either attractive or not. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And hot take: people be attractive. Yes. All y'all are beautiful out there. <laughs> Okay, so still on identity and characteristics, what are some things in your um, 
I, well, both identity or characteristics that you've noticed that are flawed, that you are wondering if they are part of who you are or if they're just quirks you have and how to correct them. Ooh, kind of something that I haven't categorized. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think it's it's an it's probably one of the core ongoing struggles of my life. Okay. Um, that I have seen progress in, but it's still like an ongoing like problem is like the fact that I kind of mirror slash mimic people's energy going mm -hmm. down to like my best friends. Okay. And that I try to match people's energy depending on who I'm with. Okay. So when I'm with you, I very much kind of like mimic your like um, happy-go-lucky, happy. I, I literally said happy twice, whatever. Um, your kind of chill energy. And so we have a fun, chill time together. Hmm. And then when I'm with someone else, like my cousin, for example, um, I will mimic his super like jubilant, like nerdy energy. And I absolutely am a nerd too. So, I mean, that is definitely part of who I am, but like, it's just kind of like, I, I think subconsciously I try to connect with people in a way that makes them feel safe so that that's the reason I like to match people's energy but in doing that it causes me to question like well I mean what what does my energy look like and I think that glimpses of it shine through with every single person I talk to and I think that pe people who say like oh if you want to find out who you are then take your six best friends and add them together and divide by six because that's you. Mm. And I think that might even be more true of me because I am such like a quote unquote like social chameleon. Right. Where I'm really good at like matching that. What are your thoughts? Um, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to be a chameleon. I think it's actually very useful in certain settings, like um, work environments is very useful in. Oh, it's definitely useful. Oh, yes. Whether it, whether it's 100% healthy is another another thing. Yes, because I think if it's if it's done too often or if it's done um, with your close friends, especially, it can kind of act as a barrier between who you actually are. And mm -hmm. that can be frustrating, not only for yourself, but for the others around you who are wanting to get to know you for you. And so I, I admire that you are um, looking into that. Um, but I would like to encourage you too, and that is not necessarily always a bad thing. So Thank you. That. yeah. And let's see, in terms of right now, I am I don't really see myself as as mimicking your energy now. Mm -hmm. I definitely do when we like talk one on one. But mm -hmm. like I guess this is my quote unquote podcast image. So I guess I like, I think I heighten my kind of confidence a little bit mm. slash like just speaking very like clearly and like podcasty. Right. But I'd say like I'm operating at probably like 70 to 80% my true self right now, which is pretty high. Okay. It is pretty high. But I mean, d people have different 
personality types and some people literally can't help but be a hundred percent of themselves all the time which i admire yeah so what is what is one for you that Um, you're still like trying to figure out so i think for me uh, it's kind of like going back to what i was talking about earlier with the blowing things off when i probably shouldn't blow things off especially when it comes to like if somebody like does something or says something insulting to me i almost always find it comical i don't know why i just that's just my go-to reaction and i'm a defense um, mechanism yes and when it gets to be problematic is when like recently i was (laughs) okay i'll just tell the story i was out on new year's eve on the tea spilling the tea i was out on new year's eve and i was wearing a um like a floor length dress it was like gold all very new year's eve theme it was gorgeous it was all glittery sparkly yes very very new year's eve-esque it was wonderful but it had a slit up the side of it that went to like a little bit like maybe like halfway well probably no Mm, i was gonna say halfway up my thigh but truthfully it went halfway up my my ass (laughs) so it was a very high slit but um i was out walking with me and my boyfriend and his best friend my brother and another friend and we're just walking and it's nashville so it's very tight compact not covid friendly but there we are and we are in, in a row walking. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> walking through the crowd. And I was in the very back of the group. And I felt someone reach over and pinch my ass. And I turned around. And I like, there's tons of people there. So I couldn't know for sure who it was. But I was pretty sure, like, I was pretty sure who it was walking through the crowd. But if I'm completely honest, I don't know if it was an intentional pinch or not, if it was just like an accident, which when I say that, everyone- Did you accidentally pinch someone? <laughs> That's what everyone says. I don't know. because I don't know if they like brushed me and like panic because they brushed me and like clenched their fit. I don't know. Okay. Uh-uh. I- nah. <laughs> nah, fam. That ain't I'm it. Tr- <laughs> I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt, but I know that they you did pinch me. You are too pure for this word, world, though. <laughs> you, you have just too happy of a disposition, too positive. <laughs> Well, I know they pinched me. Whether or not it was on purpose, we'll just leave that as a mystery. But anyway, I so I turned around laughing, and my boyfriend, um, who had not been my, my boyfriend very long at the time, or even now, turned around, and looked at me, and he was like, "What?" And I said, "That guy just pinched my ass." And he was my, my boyfriend was furious. All of his friends were furious. Not at, not at me, obviously, but at the guy. And I thought it was hysterical. Like I thought it was so funny. And I understand that it's not funny. I get that. I don't think it's necessarily like the, the, the situation isn't funny, but experiencing it was hilarious. And I think it's just like the perspective I had and like the way my mind was like, did that just happen? Did it happen? No. Yeah. Th- yeah. That happened. And that like the whole thing was just funny to me. But like a couple of days went by, my boyfriend was talking to me. He's like, hey, like, I understand that you think that's funny, but like, I want you to know that like, that's really like not funny to me because I don't want someone doing that to you. And do you mind like when that happens again, like just like taking it a little bit more seriously just for my sake? And I told him no. <laughs> so I can't, I cannot do that. But I will, uh, for your sake, um, let you know respectfully what happens so that you can take it seriously and I can continue to laugh over here by myself. But I think that is a flaw of mine because I do get their point. And there have been situations where I've been at work and been harassed and just found it funny. And I probably should have been more assertive i mean mm. I, I it wasn't that i couldn't be assertive it's not like i don't have the capability it's just that i 
I find it funny and maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> so can I ask a personal question? Go for it. Where do you think this defense mechanism came from? Ooh, deep question. Where did this defense mechanism come from? Because I mean, we both agree that it is a defense mechanism, correct? Oh, 100%. 100%. Awesome. Yes. We're on the same page. Yes. And I can I can say like I genuinely think it's funny. I'm not just like putting up a front of like oh, well, yeah. defense, but I think it originated as a defense mechanism. And over time I've learned to see the funny behind it. And I will tell you that I think it originated um probably from my dad. My dad mm. would come home from work and tell these like he was in the service. Um, so he still is in the service. He'd come home from like a full day of work and like you know, the army is kind of brutal. So he would tell these like really messed up stories and he'd be laughing because like, what else can you do? Like he's paid to do this. Like, it's not like he's, it's not like an abusive situation. I mean, it is, it's the army, but but it's, you know, his job. And so all he can do is laugh. And so I think I learned young that that's what I had to do was just laugh at the life's hard stuff. And I did. So yeah, that's my guess. What do you think? What do you think? That is rough. <laughs> that is that is rough. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of one of the, the unseen elements of being a military kid. That is true. I hadn't thought of that. That is true. Kind yeah. of like you kind of get other people's defense mechanisms projected onto you. I hadn't even thought about it. You're right, though. Yeah, absolutely. And my dad is like that even to this day. Like if something really messed up happens like to me or him, like he's one of the first people I call him like dad, like you won't believe what just happened to me. And we just laugh about it. And mm. it probably isn't like, it's good for us because we bond that way. But it's probably not good to take life like that in all situations. But... Yeah, because you might be in actual danger at some point. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And not only like in danger, but I also might like offend someone else. And so that's like, and there's also like been situations where someone else was like in a rough situation. And I had to like very intentionally say like, hey, like this is hard for them. And so like, even though I'm part of the situation, like if it was just me, I think it was funny because they're here. Like I can't, I have to take this very seriously. And that's mm -hmm. like been harder. And it's like, even like, um, especially like with the women in my life, I'm like very, very much so like, like don't mess with them kind of an attitude. And mm -hmm. I think adapting or adopting, adopting that um, attitude was really important for my growth in that area. In what way? In that um, it helps me know when to stand up for someone and when to let something go. Cause um, there've been situations where something definitely should, should have been taken care of and it wasn't there have been situations where something was taken care of and definitely should have been just let it be because it was it's like picking your battles you know mm -hmm. and uh, my pastor in college actually taught me that and I have valued it ever since interesting yeah so what are your thoughts yeah I think that um first of all I'm really proud that you've become a lot more self-aware about this element um that's definitely something that i noticed like early on in our friendship or yeah. like something like terrible would happen to you and you'd start laughing about it and me and one of our mutual friends would literally be like stone-faced hearing about this because <laughs> like we were both either like incredibly like upset or really sad about what happened or just yeah. furious that this happened to you right and we didn't know how to like breach that kind of wall that you were putting up of like humor right yeah and it's it's tricky to talk to someone who like 
things that like the really messed up like really messed up things in life are funny yeah that's true um, but I am super glad that uh, you are grown in this area and keep going and I will try to do the same with what I mentioned awesome I like that I guess we're kind of talking about our personal battles, aren't we? We are, aren't we? It's kind of got to be a little bit of a personal personal episode. When are they not? I though? like it. Yeah. Those are the best. They are. So, okay. Um, bouncing off of that. Um, in terms of characteristics, what are some of kind of your New Year's themed um goals for either developing or um minimizing characteristics that you've that you've uh, noticed in, within yourself so uh, something i'm doing for both of them is every night i have i have a notebook i have dedicated just to this and every night i write down my battles i faced that day and how i conquered them mm. and Ooh. i know and or ways in which i did not conquer them and should have conquered them or could conquer them tomorrow and what that has done is it holds me accountable to every single day so every single day I can measure my progress. And so that is what I'm doing this year for that. How about you? Um, so I think that I take kind of a systemic approach um, and I kind of like try to like strengthen my inner like core so that like my outer characteristics kind of fall into place as well okay and i will give you an example because i have as of a week ago taped a piece of paper to my bedroom door oh wow for that i see every time i walk out of it mm. and i wrote five things um four of them a little bit more systemic and the fifth one is a little bit more fun and like kind of like oh just work on this okay so number one your value is intrinsic mm. to remind me a hundred percent of the time that I can never do anything outwardly to add to my own value. I cannot earn my value. My value is already there mm. and I have to treat myself as such and not think down on myself because like I haven't achieved something. Wow. Super okay. important for my achievement-oriented person. Yes, I like that. Number two, and it's something we say on the podcast all the time, stay mindful. Yes, absolutely. Always be present and aware, or at least try to be. Mm -hmm. Number three, and this is kind of a theme for the year, go beyond. Go beyond. Oh. Go beyond. And number four is tied to that. Push your boundaries. Okay. Because 2022 is the year of aggressive growth. Aggressive growth. Yes. Mm -hmm. I like the aggressive bit. Nice. Yes. We're going to be aggressive and we're going to grow in the year of our Lord 2022. And then number five is do your push-ups because I want to be able to crank out without resting 50 push-ups in a row. Hmm. Wow. Side lot. note, what's, it, what's interesting about that is um, push-ups specifically isn't necessarily like 
a tell for how fit you are. It's more a tell for how long your arms are. Okay. Because I have long arms, therefore, I push-ups are a little bit more of a weak area for me. Oh, interesting. Because there's, I think it's just because my arms are long, so there's more of like a distance that my body has to like travel and like push up. Right. So push-ups have always been a little bit of a struggle for me. So I'm going to get 50 this year. And I'm, oh. I think my all-time, my all-time record right now is like 44. So we're almost there. Not bad. But it, it takes some work. And that, that's kind of like emblematic of like, okay, like keep pushing yourself in like this small but still important way. That's good. I like that. But yeah, um, what would be kind of some final advice you would give to our good listeners about this topic about identity and characteristics? Okay. This might be a little bit out there, but I'm going to go for it. So I mean, our whole podcast is a little bit out there. Just a bit. (laughs) So what I did when I was really being intentional, I still am intentional, but I was really like starting, just starting to be intentional about figuring out who I was and what my flaws were and differentiating the two. I sat down and I wrote out the characteristics that I would want like my dream partner to have. And then I drew a line next to it. And I wrote on the other side of the line the things that they might want in someone. And then I got a different piece of paper out and I wrote the things I wanted in myself. And I compared the three of them and picked out what I found to be the most important of those. And I really tried to put those into who I was at my core and make them part of my identity. And Mm -hmm. so my hobbies aren't my identity. Um, The way I look isn't my identity. My identity is truly, I think, my deep um, personality mm-hmm. habits that are like ingrained into who I am. And so when I did that, I wrote those things down that I wanted and I thought of ways to get there. And I worked every day on trying to embody this person. And I would write down every night a list of the characteristics I wanted to have. And so the next day when I was going throughout my day, I noticed I was being rude. Um, I would remind myself to be kind. And by rude, I mean um, driving. Um, when I get dr- when I drive, I have a bit of road rage. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and by road rage, I don't mean like I drive aggressively. I just throw my hands up when someone cuts me off. And I will use my horn probably too much. Del, del rage. <laughs> del rage. And that's a very also European thing to use your horn and to throw your hands up in the air. And I think that's where I learned yeah. it. So Makes sense. Yeah, but it's not part of my identity. It's just part of my cultural upbringing. And so I shifted that and I did it yesterday. Someone pulled out in front of me, I laid on my horn and threw my hands up and I was like, okay, let's be kind. And so I was kind afterwards. Well, I tried. Look at you. I tried, yes. <laughs> and so that's the my advice. And the practice. <laughs> what would be some advice you would leave with our listeners? Um I think I would just I would recommend that you kind of keep a holistic mindset. Because I feel like it's easy for us to get tied up with kind of smaller things that don't matter. Yeah. And I think that's uh, to practice what I preach. It's like, hey, like, don't get stressed out about like having to like check things off of a list. Mm. Focus on developing your character Mm. and focus on making decisions, even small decisions that will progress you further 
and that will be healthy for you ultimately. And something I kind of remind myself, and this is kind of a, it's kind of half of a quote from a Dune book. Um, and it's, it's a little bit controversial because like the character who says it is kind of like sinister in like their, um, their desire for like how to progress humanity. But like, yeah. I kind of take it a different way. Um, they, they constantly talk about like putting humanity on like the golden path. And like, they see that as kind of like a decision that has to be made for people as opposed to people making the decision for themselves. And I kind of flip that on its head. And I think that everybody has to individually make the decisions to put themselves on their own golden path. And so when I'm contemplating like, hey, like, should I reach out to this person? Should I try to spend more time with this person? Should I make this decision even with something as small as like my exercise life or my meal planning life? It's like, well, will this continue my journey on the golden path? Mm. And the best part is the golden path, the destination is different for everybody. It's not like everybody's trying to like be the same type of like excellent. Everybody's excellence looks different. Right. And that's something that you have to, you have to reconcile within yourself. Like my level of excellence for something like working out is not the same as someone who I might like envy at some point. Right. I have to find my own version of excellence. Mm. I like that. Your own version of excellence. Find your own version of excellence. That's the, that's the tagline for this episode. Love that tagline. Well, though, this was a fabulous episode, as always. Thank you for joining me, as you always do. It was wonderful. I feel like as the episode went on, I got more and more sad sounding, and that's because I got more and more sad because I'm going to the vet. (laughs) I don't want to find out any bad news. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, it is what it is. But no, it was a great episode, and I'm so glad we were able to um, squeeze it into our busy day. So it was Mm -hmm. wonderful. Mm -hmm. Next week, we will be back with... uh, Probably something controversial. Probably, go. yeah. Spice it up a little bit. I think you're saying three topics this week, aren't you? Or am I? Uh, I think um, I think you're sending me the three topics. I'm sending the three. Okay, so I'll be sure to include some spicy ones for you to pick from. And we need to uh, organize when our next special guest is going to appear. Oh, right. Yeah. So that will be in the works in the next couple weeks. Hopefully, we'll have that up. Yeah, definitely, definitely before you listen to this one. So I don't know why we're talking about it now. True, true. We post those the day of, but yeah, and sometimes uh, you got to jump around the timeline. So true. Yeah. Without further ado, I am Curtis Cooper, and I am Delaney, and this has been deconstructing. And as we always say, stay loose. Stay loose. <laughs>